All right, welcome to the Apex Vaulting Podcast. Um, today's episode, uh, super pumped. It's Jake Winder. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, him and his family are amazing. Uh, dad has coached at North Central for a long time. All three brothers have been Division Three national champs. And, um, you know, Jake opened up Rise Athletics this year. Uh, so we're going to talk about how, as club owners, uh, we've both been handling uh, this coronavirus situation. Um, hope this helps a lot of people, um, whether you're dealing with, you know, not having a spring season, whether you're a pole vault coach, dealing with maybe having to close down your club. Uh, we cover a lot of those topics. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. Um, we're on iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, if you could leave a review, that would be awesome. That helps us a lot. Um, and if you want to reach out to us, just email us at apexvaulting at gmail.com. And if you could follow us on Instagram, uh, we're at the real apex vaulting and apex vaulting on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. Hit it. All right. So this is episode 81. Um, for anybody that's a fan of the podcast, you guys must be pumped. We're, we're putting these out like once or twice a week. So this is awesome. And Jake Winder joining us. Thanks, Jake, for joining again. Um, you know, just to give a little bit of background for maybe people who haven't listened to some of your podcasts before, you come from like the pole vault family. Um, you're a stud, 18 plus vaulter. And this year you started your own club, which is awesome. Um, I know we've talked a lot throughout the year. It was kind of building up, building up and kind of exceeding your expectations. And now this whole coronavirus thing hit. Um, how have you been handling the situation, Jake? Well, I, I mean, it's, this is like the absolute worst time to open up a small business. That's for sure. Uh, it is crazy, man. I mean, we worked so hard to get everything taken care of with the club. Um, and we ran into snag after snag after snag and, and worked really, really hard to get it up and running. And we've, you know, we've been running in our facility for like five months, I think maybe going on six months. And then it was like two days. Like I remember calling you and just being like, Hey, what are you going to do? And then you're like, I'm staying open. And I was like, all right, well, I'll stay open too. Yeah. And, and then, and then I called and then it was like two days, bam, all gone. See you later. Lights are off. Nobody's allowed in. Right. And And then it's just been a ghost town ever since. So it's like, it's, I don't know, man. It's sad whenever I go over there. I actually don't go over there that much because it, yeah. it kind of makes me a little bit sad. And like, I just not a big fan of the whole situation, but it yeah. is what it is, man. We're doing our part as, as community members, mm-hmm. you know, and that was my big thing is I want to make sure that I'm doing my part yeah, to, you know, stop the spread and, and to, I don't know, just operate a business responsibly. I think that's the biggest thing is once it became, I thought it was going to be a a responsible thing to do. We were going to cut our numbers in half. We were going to do instead of uh, one, two hour session with 10 kids, we were going to do two one hour sessions with five kids. And I thought that was responsible and we were sanitizing. We had a quarantined area for poles, you know, so if you touched a pole, you got to go put it in the quarantined area. But you know, it just, you know, and then boom, we, we put in all that work to rearrange our system and, and things and well, uh, our if, schedule. And if yeah. you think about the timeline, like you said, it's like, we talked on the phone and it was like, now nah, we'll stay open. It's like 
everything, and I, I still feel this today, everything changes every single day. Yeah. Like the thought process. It was like at first, like, oh, well, this only really affects old people. So, you know, we don't have to worry. We're, we're coaching, you know, young, healthy athletes, you know? Right. And, and then like little by little, it was like, you know, even a couple of days later after talking to you, I closed. And yeah. it was like, I got phone calls from coaches who were like, hey, is this serious? And I'm like, it looks like it. You know, you know what I mean? And like Seriously. you said, you want to do the responsible thing. You know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to be that guy that stays open and has like cops knocking on the door and you get in trouble or God forbid someone gets sick at your club, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And no joke. We, I did, I was over mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. I've already cleaned the club like 15 times uh, yeah. because I'm so bored. Yeah. Um, but, but I was mopping the floor and a cop came up and was like, yeah. And was like, hey, you know, what, what's going on? And I was like, I, I swear, I'm just mopping up the floor. And he was like, okay, just making sure that, you know, you're not operating, right? you know, any business. And and you said that there were like CrossFit gyms or something that were getting like $1,000 fines in New Jersey or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess a, a gym that was in my town that my, my club is in, Fairfield, um, they tried to stay open that week and the cops showed up and they were like, hey, if you don't shut down, you're getting a $1,000 fine, you can be arrested, you know. And so it's, it's serious. And I, and that's why I even, I'm sometimes like, I get it, you know, like as a small business owner, if this is how you make a living, you know, some people are probably worried that yeah. oh, God, I'm going to go out of business or how am I going to pay the rent? And, and so you try to do like stuff like, oh, let's have secret practices. And it's like, dude, right. you're going to get busted. And how is that going to look? And then also, I mean, I think the bigger thing, and I think why, you know, so early on, like I reached out to you, your dad, your brothers, you know, and had them on the podcast, wanted to talk to them. It's about being a leader, you know, being a coach. Like I love in the pole vault, we all get so technique uh, nerd out, you know, and, and we just want to talk about technique. And then we become so almost like religious about technique that it's like, well, I can't talk to Jake because he coaches differently than me, but it's about being a leader. And what kind of a leader are you if you're doing these secret practices and you're trying to do shady stuff and whatever? Yeah. Listen, it is what it is, and we have to deal with it, accept what's happened, and start to move on. Like we were talking about before the podcast, you know, I, I've had people reach out to me, and they're, they're still like, they're kind of hoping for for spring track, you know. And it's I mean, what, I mean, what? Do you, how do you approach that, Jake? When people are reaching out to you, let's say about spring track, you know, what kind of conversations are you having with them? I mean, I sent out an email to my parents, the, all the parents at the club and, and all the club members and were, and was like, Hey, you know, the only thing that I know about this thing is that it continues to shatter timelines and expectations. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's all we really know. Like, is like, you know, you ask anybody, Hey, what about this? What about this? The, the most elite scientists and professionals, they will tell you, we don't really know, you know? Right. So, so that's the continual thing that we hear over and over and over again. And, and right now I, you know, people, if people, people in Illinois haven't really been approaching me about, about spring track, because I think that the writings on the wall. I think that they understand that the writings on the wall, the IHSA, which is our governing body for um, sports in Illinois, they have like, I don't know. I've heard this from other people. I haven't, I don't know if this is for real, but they have like talked about, yeah, we're going to extend, we're going to extend the season into June or whatever. And I mean, that's a, that's a really nice idea and it makes you look 
you know, nice to the public that you're trying to put up an effort, which is really cool. But at the same time, I just don't think that's going to work. Like, what do you do if you're a high school coach and you're, cause I'm, I'm a teacher, so I'm part of the teachers union. So if you're a high school coach and it's like, Hey, come June where they're proposing that they start that spring season. Like, what if you, you know, it's like, no, man, I'm on vacation. Like, this is when I go on vacation with my family. So I'm not going to coach during June. So what do they just fire the coach? <laughs> you know, right. it's like, it's, they, they have a lot of logistical hurdles that they would have to go over um, before they were able to have some sort of spring season during June, which, you know, what, what we have done is I've reached out to um, Mike Cockerham and uh, Brian Carell about like hey let's get like a midwest vault league going yeah or something you know like yeah. and you and i have talked about that all the time yeah. like, like that would be something that would be really really cool but but the thing is is like are you gonna put forth all this effort like i want the you know usatf sanction and and you pay for that and and you you schedule all these meets and then the chances are like i said this thing just continues to blow up expectations right. and timelines. So like, is the, is the work that you're going to put forth going to be worth it in the end? And I don't know. So what we're doing is we have a, I think starting in start, well, junior Olympics is gone now. So that's gone. We were going to mm-hmm. participate in that. Um, so I think at the end of June, we have a meet every weekend um, for the kids, for the athletes, if they want to join, um, you know, so in July they could compete all the way through July and I have four or five track meets, you know, and you know, if that is even possible, but I think it's all going to be like private meets and I don't think it's going to be like a full blown track meet. I think it's going to be, okay, we can have a pull vault meet here. You know, and and we might even have to limit, like we've even talked about, are we going to have to limit flights? Like say you have a flight of 10 kids, you know, because we can't have a million people right off the bat just, hey, we're going to come back to normal and then everybody just back back to normal. No, that's not going to happen. Right. And I I think that's the thing that I think a lot of public coaches and club coaches have to start to think about is, yeah, when we go back to normal, you know, I don't think it's like, hey, you can just have full sessions. I mean, one of the things that kind of scared me is like last week when the NFL doctor announced, he's like, I don't know if we can start the season in September. You know, I was That's like, wild. oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, wow, if the NFL can't start in September. But I, I would keep this in mind for people. It's like, I, I was kind of like freaking out about it a little bit and talking to someone, they're like, yeah, but Bronco, remember, they're talking about an NFL season where there's, you know, 70,000 fans in the stands. There's a team of over a hundred athletes. And, you know, if you're running a practice with five people, you know, that's probably going to be okay. You know what I mean? Right. And I that's initially when we start to get back, it might have to be one-on-one lessons at first. It might have to be smaller groups until you can go full tilt. And then like you even brought up, like with the meets, it's hard to plan things right now because you don't know when you can have a full blown meet. Like I've, I've had my summer where we have a hundred competitors and then there's about 130 spectators 
plus the people working the meat, you know? And so yeah. it's like, I, I mean, I I've had know. people contact me about that. They're like, Bronco, are you going to do pole vault club championships this summer? And I'm like, listen, like right now, today, I can't give you that answer. You know mm. what I mean? But it's like, I, I don't know. Like if I can, I will. But I, I just can't give people that answer right now. You know? So do you have like a re-entry um, like uh, plan or, or something like whenever this whole thing, like, because whenever they, I don't know if they're just going to like release the hounds and it's like, hey, you know, just figure it out. Or if there are going to be like restrictions, like, okay, we're going to, you know, allow businesses to operate, but you still you know, no groups of 50 people or more, or, you know. Yeah. So, so I, mean, I, I mean, I guess I'm trying to see and wait, like, what are they going to do when we come back? You know, like what, what are there going to be the options? Cause I almost feel like initially they might even do something where it's like certain businesses can start to open back up and gyms. Right. They're going to, and then that's, but then that's whenever I'm like, I hope we don't get lumped into gyms. Because we're not, I mean, our numbers are so small compared to like a fitness center or something. Right. Know? And well, so let, let me, let me even, this is kind of going back and, and we'll go back to this point. I think this is where, you know, I almost feel like people don't understand uh, the magnitude and I, I feel like, can you still see me? You're good. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. You're good. But um, I, I almost feel like people don't understand the magnitude of this. Cause I feel like sometimes like you talk to certain people who are in certain uh, professions or certain businesses and they're like, well, you know, I'm good. And that's just really not that important. And it's like going back to even high school sports, I think people don't realize that every state has some kind of governing body, whether it's a non-for-profit or for-profit. For I know in New Jersey, we have the NJSIA, which is a non-for-profit and runs all the state tournaments for every sport. Yeah. I think people don't get, it's like, I was like doing the math in my head. I mean, like, I think they bring in something like $400,000 just for the entries for just track spring track. Right oh, now, yeah. if you think about the spectators that are coming in to those spring track events, $10 a person. I mean, at some of our group meets and stuff like that, there could be well over a thousand spectators, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of money there and there's people that are employed through this, you know, company or business. Right. And even like you think about our businesses, it's like, Look, all these businesses have to go up and running. I mean, I, I listened to last night. Um, they had uh, the owner of the Houston Rockets on, uh, Fertitta, I think is his last name. Okay. I've seen him on a bunch of shows and stuff. But he owns the Houston Rockets. He runs casinos, restaurants all over the country. I mean, this guy employs so many people. And, and you could say, well, well, casinos aren't essential. And they're not. But you know right. how many people make a living off of that? I know. And I'm, and I'm not talking about, like, the casino owner. It's like the guy who mops up the building, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, there has to be a way like where everyone's thinking about how does everybody get back in? It can't just be like, okay, well, these jobs are important. So let's get them back up and running. But these jobs aren't, I mean, every job is important. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, if the Corona was to be in one place though, it would be creeping around a casino, like a, <laughs> like a, like a dirty casino, those knobs, like you got to touch all those oh levers and stuff. Yeah. Well, Dude, you course. open up the casino and who's going to the casinos? The older population, man. Yeah. Don't mess with opening up those casinos too early or that Corona is going to be kicking right back up, man. Yeah, yeah. Mark well, my words. 
And I, I saw, dude, I saw a funny meme. It was like, they had like uh, six feet apart designated areas waiting for the ATM machine. But the yeah. ATM machines were like two feet apart. So it's like, oh, it, it, it's only, it only happens this way, not that way. Right. right. Um, hey, so are you hitting the gloves and the mask when you're going into places or are you just masking it? So, I mean, so I've kind of been going to the grocery store like every two weeks. So I just go one yeah. massive run. And just so right. the last time I went, I was not wearing masks and gloves. I did like, yeah, I took Ooh. alcohol with me. I like okay. rubbed down the shopping cart, rubbed down my hands. <laughs> and then when I got back to the car, I, ru- you know, wiped my hands with, with alcohol and stuff like that. Just like, like a rub- bottle of alcohol? I had rubbing alcohol. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, no, I, yeah. <laughs> Just walking I had, like, into the pour, grocery like, light store. All over <laughs> Just uh, walked into the grocery imagine store. Imagine you get pulled over like, sir, this is, are you drinking or driving? No, 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 no just, this is the only way I can sanitize my hands. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you just pouring um, vodka all over yeah. the place. Dude, wait, I literally saw that on CNN the other night. On the bottom, they have, like, the tweets from people watching. They're like, if you don't have, uh, like, uh, rubbing alcohol or Purell, could you use vodka to sanitize? Yeah, yeah, seriously, man. Yeah, I mean, I went went to the grocery store the other day, gloves and a mask, the full get-up, and then it was fine. Uh, the majority of people are wearing masks. But the problem is, is two weeks ago, I went to the grocery store and I, I mean, no, nobody was wearing any masks. I had my mask in my pocket and I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to put it on. And then I just got too embarrassed. I was like, I'm 32 years old. Am I seriously going to be embarrassed to put this mask on? But I didn't put it on. And then I'm walking in like the where they have like the eggs and stuff in this one aisle and I start going down and there's this older gentleman Mm -hmm. that is coming this way and he's just, and he's like dragging his leg behind him, like pushing the cart. I was like, this guy for sure has got it, man. He, (laughs) he 100% has it. And, and I just turned my cart around. I was like, I'm not messing with that, man. I hope he's doing okay. But you definitely are like hyper aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And it's like one, you don't want anybody to think that you're sick or you're going to get them sick. But then it's like, you're like, yo, I don't want anybody getting too close to me. Cause I, I I definitely am conscious of that. And then what you said, it's like, I, me too. I'm like, Dude, like I don't, I don't want to wear a mask, you know. Like that, yeah. I don't think I look it's good. like embarrassing. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's weird, but you know, even you know, everyone has like those little kind of insecurities like that. And I think just right now we have to all just overcome that and just go, okay, this is what we got to do right now, you know. Yeah. And listen, hopefully, like everybody's saying, if we all do what we're supposed to do, this we get through this quicker, you know. Right. But man, I I'll tell you what I I don't know if you saw Dr. Fauci one point said like it's probably a good idea to never shake hands again. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You know what, though? If you want to get over that mask thing, this is what I did. Um, you get a hat, just normal hat. Yeah. You get the The first time I went into the grocery yeah. store with the mask, I put the mask on, I put the hat on, I put my sunglasses on and my AirPods in and put on like, I don't know, I th- I've been listening to Snoop Dogg a lot, like uh, going, <laughs> going through the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was in my own planet and I didn't, I was like, nobody can even see who I am. And I had the Snoop Dogg going a little badass like that. Yeah. Badass, you know? Right. Right. So I was just robbed the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, but now, now I just kind of, I, 
it's whatever now, man. I mean, basically, like I said, in Chicago, like everybody's wearing masks. And in LA, uh, they, it's like the law now. You have right. to wear it. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I, I, I know. It's, it's, listen, I think it's a wild time. And I, I think, again, it's uh, going back to like pole vault. This is why, you know, I, I've heard from a lot of people different things and, and they're, they're talking about stuff. And I think the best thing I heard from someone was I was talking to Mike Lorick who his guy is actually number one in the country, right? He jumped 17-4, high school boy, and he did it at Reno. And he's like, listen, he goes, uh, he goes, you know, I mean, it would have been nice to have a spring season. Um, we really would have liked to win the California state title. Um, he was also close to either the state record or his high school record. I forget what he was saying. And he's like, we would have liked to break that. But on the other hand, we feel very fortunate that he was able to jump that at Reno because it was the one meet he had all year. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's exactly like my guy, uh, yeah. my, my guy, Andrew Saloga. He, he came out at Reno and jumped five meters. Okay. Comes out, jumps five meters, signs with Kansas, you know, and I was like, oh, Thank you, Lord. Like, cause I mean, we put in a lot of work, man. We yeah. put in a lot of work. The other uh, big guy that I got jumping at the club too is uh, Zach Fry. He he jumped four nine four ninety or four eighty eight or six. I think it was like sixteen even. Mm-hmm. Um, and he signed with Louisville, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like, because that's that's something that is super super important and we actually we actually recommend like in the way that we do it my dad always told us like hey get that big bar in indoors try to get that big bar in indoors because regardless of if there's a pandemic or if you're just jumping in illinois in the spring you're not probably not going to have any weather you know like So, so try, you know, try to get that bar in indoors when you got that controlled climate and you can, you know, do that. So I'm, I'm very thankful. There are some people though, that at the club that it's been heartbreaking because, well, those two, those two, they got first and second at state last year. Mm -hmm. And then this year it's like, you know, the guy who got second, you know, is not going to have a chance to win a state championship. Right. And the guy who got first isn't going to have a chance to repeat, you know, a state championship yeah. and, and com- yeah. at least compete for it, you know? Right. So it's been, it's been tough, but we, we had some, some kids that, that got some big bars indoors and have been able to, you know, solidify spots on, you know, at, in college teams and yeah. things like that. But, you know, I don't know. So I guess that's where I, what are you like? All right. So obviously we don't know when this is going to end. Yeah. What do you tell a kid right now? Do you tell a kid to just keep going a hundred miles an hour? So, I mean, we like literally like the, the day after I closed, I closed, I think it was like March 16th. It was a Monday. Mm-hmm. And then that Tuesday, uh, me and Calvin, one of my coaches, he's a former athlete of mine. We put together this like workout video. They're just yeah, I saw that. workouts. Yeah. And it's like, it has like a beginner novice and advanced section. So you pick out what exercises are doable for you and you do it. And we put out the, the workout plan and, um, you know, and I've been talking to some kids back and forth. I mean, one of my guys, my guy who jumped 15 indoors, he actually like 
as soon as this was all going down, he like bought a bunch of at home gym equipment. So he's got a squat oh, rack wow. in his garage now. So he's going like ham, you know? Right. And I, I think, I think a couple things, I think one, it, it's up to the individual, right? Like what they want. Also, we don't know what environment or um, what access they have to equipment or even just what's going on with their families. Like some kids or athletes of any age, they might be going through a tough time where right now they're worried about, you know, how are they going to keep food on the table? You know, how, how are they going to, you know, keep up with all their bills? You know, maybe that's more important right now and they need to focus on that. You know, maybe they have a sick uh, family member or loved one that they have to focus on that, right. you know, and then for those that are either bored out of their mind or, you know, they want to train like, like Brendan, my 15 footer. I mean, he's just, he's going hard. He sends me some videos every couple of days. Like, Hey, what do you think about this? And he even like, he got a poll from the high school, you know, when things were shutting down and he just does like little drills in his backyard, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, you know, right, so it's right. like, cool. like I, I will get, like, I think the best I've ever heard when I was a young coach, I used to get, really frustrated. And I don't know if your dad's ever talked to you about this or if you've ever experienced this personally, but, um, a lot of times as coaches, right. We kind of get excited. Like the, the higher someone starts to jump and I, I don't even think it's so much the height, but as further they go along in training years, we get excited to add the new wrinkles increases to the training that it's like, Ooh, we can finally do this drill or we can finally do this exercise. And that's going to take you to the next level. And we're going to really create that like perfect vault, you know? Right. But the thing is, it's like what happens a lot of times, either people end up graduating, moving on, they stop jumping or they get burnt out. And so it's like, you got to that point where, Oh, I was really excited to add this new wrinkle. And now you don't get to do it as a coach. And someone said to me, they're like, you know, Bronco, you can't want it more than the athlete. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and although I always, I'm like, well, I'm always going to want it more than the athlete. So I'm just going to keep doing that way. But I have to accept or come to terms with some people aren't going to want to go as hard as you'd like them to. And you have to accept that as a coach and meet them where they are, you know? And I think that's really important. Like I, I just posted, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. um, I posted one asking everybody their philosophy, right? Their coaching philosophy. And then I posted our club philosophies. I put a club philosophy, a meat philosophy and a technique philosophy. And you know, yeah. And then one of the things that I think is huge is like, I want to meet everyone at all ages, ability levels, and help you enjoy this sport. However you want to enjoy it. Some people enjoy it by going as hard as they can to see how high they can jump. Some people enjoy it at a like lower level. It's extracurricular. And I think during this time, you have to meet your athletes where they're at. You know, if somebody wants like a, a light at-home workout and they want to keep doing a little something, stay active, if other people aren't wanting to do stuff, I, I don't want to pressure anybody. I even actually sent out a text. I was like, hey, you know, Calvin was wondering if you guys would like to do a group training session on Zoom. Um, and I texted a bunch of people. And some people said yes, but a lot of people, you know, said no. And that's that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't feel like I have to pressure anybody into doing anything. I think it's up to the athlete. And that's the great thing about our sport is although we have a, a group dynamic, you know how it is at the club, like high energy when you have the runways full and everybody's working together. It's awesome. Uh, but at the same time, it still is an individual sport. So it's like, hey, yeah, think of like an MMA gym, right? For, for every gym that has maybe a Conor McGregor, they probably have 50 people that are not at Conor McGregor's level and not maybe even training that hard, but they all are there. And as a coach, you have to figure out what you need to give each person, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, no for, for, sure. for sure. Sorry, I'm like echoing. Um, well, 
Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I, I hear right, cool. fine, yeah. All right, it stopped. Um, yeah, so for me, for us, it's like, so the reason I asked you this is because Luke, my brother, mm-hmm. who uh, is a 560 pole yeah, vaulter, yeah. and and he was he was getting ready to have a really pretty solid outdoor season. He was putting yeah. a string together, good practices, and then yeah. this hit. And then, you know, he kind of texted me and texted my dad and, and my other brother, Josh, and was like, hey, you know, what should I do? What should I do? And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, if you if you wake up every single day at, during this thing and you, yeah. you and all you think about is pole vaulting, you're you're probably going to drive yourself up the wall, you know, like <laughs> and 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 it was it was similar to that first week whenever we were closed. I was just thinking of every single possible thing that I could do to, to I'm going to, you know, do this uh, for the business to, to help it. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. And then like slowly I was just like, <sighs> and then I was just like, dude, you got to accept that right now the pause button has been hit on the entire world basically. And yeah. you have to accept the fact that it's like, dude, you can do some stuff, you know, but if you just wake up every single day and you just think like, okay, this is going to be over soon. This is going to be over soon. This is going to be over soon. Just, it's just, just going to blow up, man. Yeah, you're going to you, blow you're, yourself you're setting up. setting yourself up for disappointment at that point. Right. So I told, we kind of all, you know, talked and my dad told Luke, hey, you know, just take some time off. Take some time off. Regroup. How many times in our lifetime has there been a time where the pause button has been hit and there's really no big consequences for taking a good amount of time off right now. Like if you took a month off right now or two months off right now, it's like, you know, the consequences are not that high because guess what? There's probably not going to be meats in the summer, you know, like, so it's like, what are you jumping for? Like, are you, are you going to, you know, so, so anyway, so we talked about that and I think that for me personally, I think, you know, you pick a couple things every day you pick maybe one or two things and you just you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to touch base with this. And, but if you try to stay in perfect condition, you're going to go nuts. You might go nuts, you know? So stay two weeks out from perfect condition, you know? So whenever we come back, you're, you're two weeks out from being back to where you were, you know, like just stay in that kind of condition, eat that way, sleep that way, you know? and 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 train so that you don't get out of out of shape and and whenever we come back boom you're back in two weeks like nothing even happened but if you wake up every day and you're sad and you you just oh this is this is a this is a bad day and this is i can't believe this happened to me and and this that and the other dude you're going to be blown out by the time this thing runs you know gets done and like maybe there's an old injury that you have like that you you went through the whole off season and the whole indoor season with this injury. Dude, this is an incredible time to let that injury heal. Yeah. You know, like let that injury heal, let your body heal, let your brain heal and then, you know, reestablish your connection with the event and reestablish your your, you know, sometimes cuz ki- people can be addicted to it and I think that right now is whenever you find like, whoa, I'm, I don't know how to function without this, you know, like, 
what do I do? What, who am I if I can't pole vault, you know, and especially the further you go on in pole vaulting and the higher you go, the more you start to get addicted to that success and you get addicted to jumping well. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just taken away from you. And then, okay, well maybe I should be able to be myself, you know, at all times instead of only whenever I can pull vault, you right. know, like, so reestablish your, your connection with the vault and make sure it's a healthy connection with, with the event. And then you'll come back from this thing, you know, refreshed, you know? So that's like, so I'm on the border, I'm on the fence. Like, do you, do you tell a kid like, you better keep going or else you're going to suck when this thing's all over, no, you know, or, or do you say, or, or do you say, dude, take this time, you know, regroup. I think probably the answer is somewhere in the middle, you know, yeah, on that. I, I, I like your, your mentality of being like, Hey, just make sure you're only like two, three weeks out from being tip top shape. Like, right. And that's what we did. Like whenever I was training, like after college, and like Luke's training right now, it like whenever we're in our off season and I'm sure that like Mondo and Kendricks and I, I don't know this for sure, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this is how basically a lot of people do it is do they really have like an off season where they take like three months and don't do anything? Probably not. They probably stay within two to three weeks of being in good enough condition to be, you know, right. 80%, 90% of, of their peak. You yeah, because I'm sure you've seen, whether it's a, a teammate when you were jumping or even just coaching where, yeah, if you just go two, three months straight not doing anything, mm. dude, you're going to no see that person's like, that don't look like the same person. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah, I, I think that idea of like even in the off season, it's like, okay, maybe you don't like grind with weights. Maybe you just do body weight stuff. Maybe, right. you know, you just go for a run every once in a while. Just something to stay a little bit fit. And like you said, be two, three weeks out. I think that's huge. The other thing yeah. that I, I really felt strongly about that you just said was like, even before this whole coronavirus thing, I agree with you. I think a lot of people get addicted to jumping or they get addicted to training and their whole like being as a person is like, unfortunately going with their body. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh, if I'm not an athlete, if I don't have this physical body, then what, what am I? I have to always be trained. And it's like, dude, I think everybody should be healthy. You know what I mean? I definitely think like, look, if you're just a couch potato, that's not good either. But it's like, I've told people, I'm like, listen, I, I own apex vaulting. I coach every day. That's what I do, but it's what I do. It's not what I am. And I went out of business ever. I told people, I'm like, even if I went out of business or what if like pole vaulting ceased to exist, right? Like just track stopped, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I am still me and I can still help people. Ultimately, I like helping people. I, I help. I, I like mentoring people. I would figure it out and, and find some other profession or some other path where I can still contribute and help people. I am not pole vault. <laughs> you know what I mean? And although yeah. I love the sport and I love the event, I, I really do think you know, one of the things I always try to explain to people, and so that, this is a funny story. You'll love this. I, uh, before this whole coronavirus thing was happening, I was, I was kind of like talking to my dad, trying to help him out to, to get uh, a house in Florida. And so I call up, you know, this, this uh, mortgage lending place and I'm on the phone with the guy and the guy's like, you know, obviously asked like, what's your job? And I'm like, oh, I have a small business. The guy's like, what? I'm like, 
oh, it's a pole vault. <laughs> you know, I have a pole vault. Right. And he's like, what? Like, I really? Like, that's what you do? I'm like, yeah. And I started explaining to him, like, yo, it's so much fun. I'm like, look, like a lot of times, like you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to work out. But it's like pole vaulting is actually a fun physical activity. And then it gets you going. It gets you excited. And then you're like, wait, I could jump higher if I do some pull-ups. Dude, yeah. this guy goes, well, what what would someone do if they were like 240 pounds? Could they pole vault? I'm like, I'm oh, so glad you asked man. that question. I go, yeah. I have a dad that ended up pole vaulting because his son made a bet with him. He was about 240. Now he's 160. He's in great shape crazy. last summer. And I'm like, and he was supposed to get a hip replacement and now he doesn't need it anymore. And wow. He's like, Whoa. He goes, so I'm, I'm on the phone with his mortgage lender and he's like, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm on Google right now, Googling pole vaulting clubs in Michigan. I'm like, well, if you ever have more questions, please contact me. That's so, wild, like, man. Yeah. yeah so I really think pole vaulting is one of those things that can grow. I think it's such a fun activity, but at the end of the day, you are not pole vault. You know, it's like you, you're this person, you have all these attributes and, and, and things that you can share with other people and be a positive member of society regardless of whether you're pole vaulting or you're lifting weights or whatever. And I agree with you during this time. Like, I think there's a lot of people struggling where if they don't have access to a gym, like, Oh my God, Oh my God, what am I going to do if I can't bench press 225? Right. If I can't squat 300 and it's like, bro, you'll be okay. Do what you can. Like stay two, three weeks out from being tip top and, and, and just chill a little bit. That's just a lie. That's just a lie that a lot of people uh, that your your mind makes up is that if I if I stop, then uh, I lose all my pole vaulting powers, you know, like, and it's like, man, yeah, I told Luke, I was like, you could take two years off, you could take two years off. And you could come back and within six months, you could be jumping exactly what you're jumping right now, if not better, you know, you you really, really could. Um, And and that's what I am trying to help the kid, help help our athletes understand is like your pole vaulting powers are just not going to magically disappear. Yeah. Like you you have you have put in a lot of reps, and that's why we put in those reps because yeah. you know your body will remember how to do it and everything. So that's that's just a big lie. You know, people people can take time off and and it's it's fine it's hard it's hard to adjust it's hard like it took me a week to slow down and be like whoa yeah i need to pump the brakes because i'm i'm being a spaz right now and my my wife and my daughters are like dude stop freaking out just chill everybody's going through this you know and so anyway yeah I, i feel like these are important like kind of viewpoints and and lessons for people because i Dude, you're, you're going to, I don't know if you're even going to believe me, but I'm still getting emails from parents, not from my club. Like, I don't even know where these people jump. Some people are emailing me from as far away as two hours. Right. And like, hey, are you still open? Can you do one-on-one lessons? And I'm like, and, and here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, this is almost advice for parents too. And I, I hope no one gets mad at me, but I just feel like it's the truth. Your kid is going to be okay if they don't pole vault right now. Like they so, will. Many, so many, even parents are like, Oh my God. Like, but like it's, it's Johnny's junior year or Sally's junior year. Like we got to get them ready. So they get a scholarship. And it's like, first of all, how many people actually get scholarships? Like, yeah, I, right. I, we, I, yeah, you know, we've talked about that. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's... And, and the other thing is it's like, dude, if your kid is in, in that position where they can get a scholarship, they'll be okay with this time off. 
And if your yeah. kid's not going to get a scholarship, they're still going to be okay because when they come back, they can enjoy the sport and have fun. But it's like, it's like I, I can't even understand the mentality. It's like you're during this time, you want to drive two hours to a club you've never been, which first of all, I, I probably have a completely different process than you're even used to. It's going to take how many lessons just for you to get acclimated to, to my thing. And it's right. like, for what? Because you, you're worried that your kid's going to, how much lower are they going to jump? Two feet? Like, come on. Like, you're not going right. to, you're not going like, to, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll come back and you'll be hanging around. Let's say you took, let's say that an athlete takes, uh, let's just push it to six months. Let's say six months. They're not able to pull vault for six months. I hope that's not the case because my business is going to run into some serious hurdles. If if we're, if we're not able to operate for six months. Um, but they do that. They're going to be hovering on the first day back. They're going to be hovering around a foot lower than their personal best. And then after two months back, they're going to be consistently jumping right around six inches below their personal best. And at the end of four months back, they're going to be setting new personal bests. And, and that's even, even sooner than that, three months, three months back, two months back, you'll be back. So now I I have a great idea. You should make a post about this. Literally just like, just a little like write up and just be like your expectations after si- if we have six months off due to Corona, you know, th- this is what you can expect on your way back because I think yeah. it'll calm people right, down, though. you know, yeah, I mean? right. And, and if you don't mind, I'll repost it. Um, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But I, I think that'll help calm people because I, I just I, like, just like you were explaining, your family had to calm you down because you were freaking out that first week. You know, yeah, it's like, I feel like a lot of mobile people have to calm down. Like you're going to be okay. And, there, right. and you know, it's like that will also prevent a lot of people from doing crazy stuff. Like, you know, we were talking about before, like the people that are doing like secret practices and stuff, like it's not worth it. The cost benefit analysis, you know what I mean? It's like, what are you gaining or not losing by having this secret practice? Meanwhile, God forbid someone got sick or got another family member sick or even just, could you imagine getting arrested because you're running a pole vault practice? <laughs> I mean, like, you might go down uh, in history. <laughs> yeah. In pole vault, pole vault uh, club history right there. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's a, it's, it's not as bad as what, as what people, you know, as far as your regression, I think uh, it's not as bad as what people think. Um, yeah. And I think that I think that a lot of the the people who are like head cases before mm-hmm. this thing, I think that they need a break like this, and and that it will actually yeah. benefit them because they'll come back and they'll be refreshed. And then guess what? When we come back, we get to start. You, you have the choice, like I don't, yeah, I don't know. Let's say we come back in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do you start over, or do you start? you know, half, like from like four lefts, five lefts, you know, like, you know, like I, I, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where we would do it. Like, cause there's some kids that I know that actually have pits like in their backyard that, that are able mm-hmm. to get some work in, but I don't know. I, I think that's all, all a bunch of, uh, your brain is, is hyping all that up in your head and making you freak out whenever you really don't need to freak out. You know, like I told Luke, go do something that you have wanted to do for a long time. Um, 
but haven't been able to do because you've been in your training. You know, yeah. so he went and skated, you know, because we were big skateboarders. And yeah, yeah. I, I still skate around uh, the club all the time. Um, but he was, he went out, you know, did a few kick flips and just having fun, you know. And, yeah. and and that's good for you. It is good yeah. for you. It's it's dumb to do that, you know, the week before state for sure. Right. Right. But there are some times that you have to remind yourself like, hey, remember, I'm actually I'm just a human too. You know, right. like and 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 there are people don't realize that about me too is I I do I really love the pole vault. It's been really good to me and my family, but man, I love so many other things way more than the pole vault. It just so happens that I know me and my family, we know a good amount about it, you know? So right. like it's I don't I don't sit at my house and dwell on 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 pole vaulting stuff. I do dwell on the business side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but as far as pole vaulting goes, like like this has been like a chance for me to be like, you know what? I haven't been running very much and, and, and I've always wanted to do a hundred miler. And so I was like, yeah. you know what, when else am I going to have a six month summer break? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, when is a better time to, this is a great time for me to sign up for that hundred miler. So yeah. me and Josh, we signed up for that hundred miler in October and, you know, get my mind off of it and have a, another goal that I, that I, yeah. you know, work towards and stuff like that. And I think it's, well, I, I think it's important. Yeah. I, I think this time is good for people to realize that it's like when your environment changes, you have to adapt and you have to figure something else out. Um, also just cause I, I don't want to run out of time and, and not let you mention this. You, you bring up uh, your brother, Josh. Yeah. What are you guys up to? We are going to be starting our own little podcast deal. Yeah. Um, it's going to be called One More Jump. Um, awesome. That's a great and, uh Yeah, because that's a classic line uh, from the Winder Boys. Uh, <laughs> come on, Dad. Hey, one more jump. One more jump. 50 jumps later. Right. Like, you know, so anyway, it's there's a lot of meaning behind that. And uh, we... We're going to be putting it out on SoundCloud and then on iTunes and then okay. on YouTube as well. So we're going to use this video platform so yeah. that, you know, this is a cool way that you can do these these things. And we're, we're going to talk about pole vaulting, mm-hmm. um, but it's we're going to dive into other stuff, you know, that we do. Yeah. Like, you know, like obviously pole vaulting is a huge part of our lives and we know the most about pole vaulting. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. out of everything in my life, I'm pretty sure I know the most about pole vaulting. Like, (laughs) like I wish I knew some like other things as well as I I feel like I know pole vaulting. Um, But, you know, so that'll always be a part of the podcast, but at the same time we want to interview some other people, you know, like talk to, you know, people that, um, you know, just all all kinds of things you know basically whatever happens happens and and hey there might be a couple people that uh think it's cool or everybody might think it's the stupidest thing they've ever seen we're we're, we're bored man (laughs) no i i think the biggest thing uh you know with doing something like a podcast or even the social media and all that kind of stuff is you just listen if you're being honest and you're giving out your information and uh, listen, I, 
again, that's why I kind of, you know, reached out to you guys when I started doing the podcast and, and everything is because your family has so much knowledge. And it was funny when I had your dad and Luke on the podcast, um, it was at Akron one year. Um, it was actually when Luke, I think he broke his hand because he had the pole break. Oh, that? yeah, that's not but, the best. But um, but we, we did the podcast and listening to your dad talk, I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm talking to someone who's gone through very similar experiences to me because he said the whole thing. He's like, listen, man, he goes, every summer I coach a hundred kids a summer. He goes, and I think sometimes people view me as the bad guy in the pole vault world, but he's like, I've seen so many problems. I can help you solve the problems that you have. Cause if you're yeah. only coaching five kids a year, you know, how many problems are you actually seeing? That's a good you know? point. Yeah, yeah. man. It's like, so the wisdom and knowledge is there. You guys actually have something to say. And you know, it's, it's weird. Cause sometimes I feel like there's certain people in the pole vault community, almost that people are like, Oh, like this person has good info or whatever. And it's like, I don't know if they do because I don't know if they have the yeah. experience. And you, <laughs> That's the biggest thing is the yeah, experience. Yeah. Man. You guys no have substitute. the experience and it's with the masses. I mean, like, mm-hmm. obviously I think you you and your brothers stick out cause you guys jumped so high and, and were so successful, but it's like, you guys have coached all levels, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? All levels. And I think that that's really huge. And I, and you know, you guys doing the podcast, I'm sure I could already see like you and your brother are probably going to hit on, any kind of topic, you know, the, the mental side of things, philosophy, you know, psychology, I can see it. Maybe you guys will get a skateboarder on the podcast. And talk hey, about we'll that. see, man. Yeah. yeah, that would be so, nice. Get Reynolds on the podcast, Andrew Reynolds. Um, yeah. So the thing is, though, is that like Josh is he lives in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so me and my dad and Luke all coach at the club. So they they've helped us, you know, like they've help me build the club. Yeah. And then it's just really sad because we have, we have this other brother, <laughs> this other brother that's in Minnesota. Yeah. And it's like, man, I really want him to be able to be a part of this. And we've always wanted to find a way for him to be a part of what we're doing. Cause he's so knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and he, he's such a hard worker and he's hilarious. Yeah. And, and I was like, dude, we, the other day we were talking like, Hey, why don't we just get on a, we were on a zoom call. Okay. And I was just like, dude, I, we should just hit record and then just put this up and see if anybody likes it. And yeah. then, then we started kind of rolling with it, came up with the name. And yeah, so it's going to be Jake and Josh Winder's mm-hmm. podcast. It's not going to be Rise Athletic Club's podcast. Yeah. You know, uh, we might, Rise might sponsor the podcast, but, um, you know, it's just going to be called One More Jump and we're going to just go over a bunch of stuff and just have fun with it, man. Yeah. This is a time to experiment. Uh, yeah. And and that's what we're doing, man. Big experiment. It'll be fun uh, though. But I, I think it's awesome because, I mean, you and I both know there's not a lot of pull vault content out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think the people that love the pull vault content, they don't have a lot of places to go. And I think the more the merrier, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's awesome. And I think people are going to love it. I mean, listen, I think a pole vault podcast, a lot of times, like when I talk to people, it's like, okay, the pole vault community is not that big, you know, it's not like millions of people, you know? Right. Um, but look to me, even some, like, I think the, the on SoundCloud, I can get the numbers. I don't know about iTunes, how to get those numbers that well. I think the, the most listened to podcast episode might be around a thousand, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's then still pretty most, awesome, man. Yeah. That's crazy. A thousand right. people. Yeah. And then, you know, on the low end, it'll be around a hundred, 150 listens. Right. 
But here's the thing. It still connects with people. And I still get emails or DMs from people who are like, hey, thanks for doing that podcast episode that really like resonated, you know, and, I, you know, that to me is meaningful. And for sure. as long as you play the long game with, I think, pole vault or a small business running a club, it's like as long as you play that long game and slowly just keep building and building dude, you're going to be successful. And you, you have done an awesome job with this podcast and somebody had to jump off and do it, you know, and you have done it and it's really, really cool. And you're a big inspiration behind it too. Is like, well, can you have a pole vault podcast? Would somebody actually listen? Would one person listen to a pole vault podcast? And you've proven that uh, people do and, and it's cool. And I, I go on my runs and listen to your podcast and there's a lot of ideas I've generated off of your podcast. And, and uh, I don't know, you're, you're thoughtful, you, you're articulate, you, you uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're good at what you do. And, and so it's been, it's been cool to listen to it and stuff like that. How much time we got left? I got another one more question for you. Um, I mean, just ask the question then, you know, because I don't know how much time we have. It's still saying record. So hopefully this is working. You think, yeah. Do you know how long we've been going? Um, so I just checked a text message and when I sent you the code, it was 1121. So I don't know. Probably don't have that much time. Yeah. Anyway. All right. You think you're getting any of those, uh, those are you think you're getting that uh small business loan did you apply for that oh yeah so yeah i guess for people listening who, who are running clubs i applied for that emergency uh loan the 10 grand yeah I, me I, mean, too. I haven't heard anything back yet you know but i definitely think yeah. anybody out there should definitely apply you know yeah i applied to the more people i listen to though the more i realize that i don't think that we're gonna see any of that which is so sad, man. It's so what, messed up. I don't understand. Why aren't we going to... What have you been hearing? It's, uh, dude, just look it up on YouTube. Like all these people are like, you know... Well, I mean, because at the beginning they were like, yeah, in three days, in three days, you're going to hear back from us. And then they switched it to uh, a week. You're going to hear back from us. Yeah. And then they switched it to... Now it just says, you will hear back from us in days. Oh, it doesn't, <laughs> it just yeah, says yeah. days. It doesn't even say a number. So I I thought that that three day thing was a little bit over the top, but um, yeah, I mean, we applied for it and, and, you know, God willing, we, we get it because that would really, really help us out. I don't know what your landlord ended up doing, but our landlord uh, is helping us out by deferring payments. But the reality is, is that um, I still have to pay that money for a time that I'm not operating. Right. You know, so it's like, I'm, I'm definitely losing a lot of money, man. You know, like, and, and that's the thing, like, um, I've been communicating a little bit with my landlord and whatever, like I sent a full check on April 1st. Um, but like if, if now they come out, you know, in the next week or so and say, Hey, we're going till May, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to email my landlord. Like, I have no problem maybe like, you know, paying the tax portion of my rent or something, but it's like, yeah. it can be crazy. Like, and like you said, a deferment in a business, like a pole vaulting club, like we're not going to make that money back. You know what I right. mean? We're just going to lose right. a season. You know what I mean? Now I could try to crunch. Like, I mean, listen, I guess I've been uh, very fancy. You know, I usually have like in between like uh, spring and summer and summer and fall, there's usually like a week or two off. 
You know what I mean? Right. But now maybe I can squeeze and cause all my seasons yeah. are typically 10 weeks or a little bit more. So maybe I can squeeze in a, you know, 10 week season somehow if I crunch things depending on when we get back, but yeah, you're not, you're not going to make that money back. And so even if you get your rent deferred, it's like, well, you're still, you're still paying yeah. for something you didn't use. And I don't want to seem ungrateful because like he could just be like, no, nah, man, you sign the lease, right you know, yeah. you person. And the thing is, is like, I don't know about you, but I had to sign a personal guarantee on yeah, mine. Right. Like, so, so it's like, it's not rise, but it's rise athletic club is on the lease, but then Jake Winder and his family, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. are, are the ones that it falls back on. So right. it's, it's a scary time, man. And our parents though, I mean, the parents at the club have been so supportive. They've, you yeah. know, sent in encouragements and some yeah. people have even made donations, which is right. really, really just outstanding. And I think that is the community that we're involved with is the pole vault community is outstanding. Um, but yeah, I, it's I'll, it's strange. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a crazy idea because this is something that I've been thinking about is, look, like if this keeps going, right, and landlords are like, hey, like you got to pay, like whatever. I mean, listen, I'll just be like, well, I can't, I'm not going to. I'm going to pick up my stuff <laughs> and and then right. I'll find a new location. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they need just, you. They need you just as much as you need them. Right, right. Because the thing is to me, it's like I'm not going to pay. Like let's say it's six months. I'm not going to pay six months of rent know, and not operate. And and that's cool. Like, like, listen, I get it. It's business. So if you have someone during this time period that would like to move into my space and pay, that's awesome. But I'm not, and I'm going to take my stuff. I out. doubt you're going to find anybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, well, check, check out this idea. Okay. So, so this was an idea that I thought about. Okay. So you, you, you re, um, you reopen the lease negotiation. And so you, you, uh, what do you call it? You make an amendment to the lease Mm -hmm. and you say, and you, and you extend this current lease out to, you know, let's say 15 months instead of 12 months. Mm -hmm. And then you, during this time, you know, that you're, that you're off, you, you don't pay, but your, your lease just goes for longer. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So they're still getting their, their, the money that you signed for. They're right. still getting the money, but you're just, what they're doing is they're providing you with just time, you know? Right. So instead of a 12 month lease, let's do, we're going to extend it to a 15 month lease. And during, right. during these, let's say three months that you're not right. operating, you don't have to pay anything, Yeah, you know? And so, then, and then you, at the end of that lease, then you, you negotiate, yeah, you know, whatever I mean, it is. The only thing, and I, and I don't know if everybody understands this idea of it, but I even have a friend who lives in a, in a fairly new apartment complex. It's really fancy. And they've been sending emails out. I mean, he's been paying his rent. He's just working from home. He's a computer programmer, but yeah. like, he's like, a lot of people aren't paying rent because they don't have work right now. And they're like, we need you to pay rent. Because the thing that people don't realize about a lot of landlords is they're taking mortgages out themselves when they're right, creating right. new property, new buildings, whatever. And so they have to pay their mortgage at the end of the month. And if they're not getting their rent, now they can't pay. Which- right. But there are a lot of banks right now that are allowing, like the guy next door to me, he has a mortgage out on his spot and and the bank is not uh, requiring him to pay anything onto his principal right now. So he can, he is responsible for 
interest and taxes. So, so then my, 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 if, if my landlord does own my space, then I think that that plan that I said earlier is fine because they're not losing money. Right. Um, but if they don't own it and they're paying a mortgage on it, if their bank will allow them to not pay on the principal, just pay right. taxes and interest, I'll cover the taxes and interest right. during that yeah. time, you know, yeah. which, which I think makes sense, you know, but I am, like I said, I know pole vaulting a lot more than I know <laughs> <laughs> that I know any of this other stuff. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, you know, for anybody out there that's in our situations, I mean, these are things that you can hopefully get some ideas out of and yeah. know how to talk to, to a landlord, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And like you said, just be real and be honest yeah. and be personable and say, Hey, I realize that we're, you're in a bad spot. I'm in a bad spot. You know, is there any wiggle room, you know? And, and like I said, I'm very thankful that they are deferring my payments, but yeah. when we start back up, are we going to get as many kids? Because, you know, maybe, you know, this mom or dad, you know, has got, you know, lost their job or, or this or that. And, and that's, that's the other thing too. And it's not because, you know, we, I'm worried about us making money because I don't even take money right now because I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher. I just reinvest the money into the club right now. But the reality is, is that we still have a rent to pay. And if it's deferred, then what are we just going to do? Like pay like, you know, double rent for right. the last, for the last three months right. of our lease or whatever. Like that's, that's a lot, you know, and, and it'll be, it'll be very, very interesting to see, you know, what happens uh, in the end with this whole thing. Yeah. I, I think, I think too, it's like, um, it, it, it's just one of those things too. I worry about even when things go back to normal, you know, our are some people going to be scared to do something like go to the, to a pole vaulting club or a gym, you know? Right. Yeah, and for sure. I think it's going to take time. Just like, you know, we were kind of joking around before about like, we didn't want to wear a mask, right? We were being self-conscious and like, ah, I don't know if I look good in this. It's like, well, people are going to get accustomed to masks and gloves and not going out in public. And they're like, well, is it okay now? Should I go out? And I think there's going to be a little bit of a period there where it's kind of like getting acclimated to going out again, you know? Yeah. And I've thought about, well, you know, just jump with a mask or, you know, and I got one of them forehead thermometers, you know, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just ordered one. Cause I was like, Hey, maybe it's going to get to that point. And then if it does get to that point where you're required to take a thermometer temperature at the door, those thermometers are going to be flying off the shelves. So I was like, yeah. Hey, I'm, you know, getting my little doomsday prepper on and, and buying something that, super random yeah but, uh yeah there's it'll it'll be interesting but what we're gonna do is so like we're on a monthly uh subscription mm-hmm. so so they're on auto pays you know yeah. and and so we pause we suspend the auto pay yeah. and then and then whatever let's say that they paid on the 8th and then they had the 16th you know mm-hmm. that's when we closed yeah. We still have a lot of credit left over. So then we credit that to their account. And then when we come back, they can use that credit to purchase personal lessons. And I think we're going to like dip our toes back in with personal lessons. Yeah. Uh, and luckily we've got, you know, three, four coaches, um, which, 
I think this would be a good time to announce that uh, we hired uh, Melissa Gurgle. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Awesome. Which is outstanding, man. I, oh, she, she just started right whenever we uh, just basically closed. She did two like uh, shadowing days. Okay. And so now we have her though, um, who's going to be coaching with us and, and she's outstanding. I mean, uh, people that two, don't know, uh, two time, two time, uh, yeah. Two time Olympic trials qualifier, um, 15 or 14, 11, uh, okay. personal best 14, 11. So we're going to round that up to 15 <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, she's an Illinois state champion, mm-hmm. um, jumped 13 plus in high school. This is all off the top of my head. It's, yeah. She's got a lot of credentials. That's, yeah, yeah. And, and then she, she hasn't missed a U.S. outdoor championship since like 2009. She was wow. an NCAA Nas- Division I national champion for the yeah. University of Oregon. Um, Pac-10 champion just a champion in general (laughs) she's and she's and without with that being said she's super nice down to earth amazing with the kids works really hard though and really understands uh, a lot of what what's going on and she she's the first like um you know person you know it's weird when you hire somebody outside of of our family right yeah yeah because we do have a uh, we do have a system like it's called the rise level system and and so so you know and the first thing she said is she was like hey do you have this written down like because i want to study it and i was like oh my gosh i was like right then and there i knew that she was going to be an awesome fit so we're very very thankful that she's going to be able to do this but actually she's a physician's assistant so okay. she's working in the hospital right now. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, you know, hopefully I keep checking in with her to make sure she's doing okay. And uh, But whenever we do get back, she is going to be an incredible, incredible addition yeah. to our club. Uh, a female pole vaulter, a 15, a 14, 11 female yeah. pole vaulter, you know, Olympic trials qualifier, just an incredible opportunity for the young ladies yeah. at, at our, at our club and, and these young gentlemen too. We only got two guys at the club right now. That's got P or three guys, no four guys that have a PR better than, uh, than hers. So yeah. these guys can learn a lot from her too, man. I'm well, learning I, a lot from I her. Just, I'm glad to hear that, you know, she's coaching um, because I just, I, I wish more pole vaulters went into coaching. I just feel like for yeah. some reason, I, a lot of people, they end up jumping and they just leave the sport, like never to be seen again. And I just, I think, you know, people need to realize coaching is a great way to stay involved in the sport, give back, still enjoy it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like coaching is a big answer for a lot of people in the sport. Like, I, I think we may have touched upon this the first time you're on the podcast, but it's like, you know, sometimes when you're just jumping, you think if you jump high enough or you win this meet, then like you could make a living off of pole vaulting. But it's like what people don't realize, like you could eventually, you know, actually make some money coaching, you know, doing what you love and growing the sport. 
And, and that's what I think is beautiful. And that's kind of the answer for a lot of people. And it, and I think I, I'm starting to see some of these groups, like these training groups that are starting to coach and start their own clubs, which I'm like, this is awesome. This is the way the, the club, the, club scene will grow but the sport will grow and and it'll give more opportunities to people you know yeah she she's we were the funny thing is is we were talking me and my dad were talking you know just because right before we were uh we went on this break we were you know starting to increase like our enrollment was going up quite a bit and Mm -hmm. i was like man we gotta we gotta get some other coaches in here because you know, my dad's a teacher and, and yeah. I'm a teacher. And, yeah. and, uh, so we got other stuff going on and, 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 you know, Melissa popped up in our conversation and my dad was like, man, what's Melissa Gurgle doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, she would be perfect. You know, she yeah, would be yeah. outstanding, you know, to, to be a part of this. And, uh, like three days later, uh, she sent me a direct message and was like, Hey, I'm moving back to Chicago. Uh, I was, you know, I've been following your club on, on Instagram and, you know, I would like to be involved if, if there's a spot. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, you know, whatever you need, you know, like whatever we need to do to get you over here. And, and she's, uh, yeah. So it was kind of sad, you know, that we, I, I still haven't like officially, I guess right now is my official announcement that she, (laughs) she's, uh, she's coaching with us. Um, but, but yeah, so, so that's, yeah, that's I'm so so excited about that. But anyway, yeah, so we've got we've got um we got four coaches now and then we got uh our another coach, another incredible coach that helped us open this uh helped me open open the the club, Andy Drendel from Caneland High School who is an outstanding uh pole vault coach. Um and so he hopefully is going to come back this summer and, and help wow. us out. And there's a bunch of, I don't know, man. Yeah. Now I'm getting all excited and <laughs> this whole thing, man. Yeah. It's, it's out of, are we past the 40 minute mark? Because I, I feel I, like we've blown past it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But it says it's still recording, but Hey, so th- this is probably a good moment. Uh, we should probably just end it just to make sure um, yeah. that we don't go over it or whatever. Um, oh. But yeah. As always, like thank you. This has been a great episode. I think we a lot of information that can help a lot of people out there right now, uh, especially dealing with this situation. Um, how can people follow you again? Uh, yeah, so we're on. I mean, I run our social media, and I am yeah. not good at social yeah, media. That. So, so I uh, we're on Instagram, uh, rise underscore athletic underscore club, and. Um, yeah. And just be looking out on there for, that's like we, I post on Instagram and then it like automatically posts it to Twitter and, uh, and Facebook and Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, so on there on Instagram is when we're going to make that announcement when we get that first podcast episode out. And wow. I think that that is going to be a way because I've been battling and battling. How can I support these kids? How can I support these kids? I don't want to give them rinky dinky stuff that really isn't going to yeah. you know, make a big difference. And I was like, you know what? Talking and, 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 you know, the mental side and, and we can do a lot through this platform. And I think that this is how we're going to get content out to kids during this time is through that podcast. And then I'll post up some stuff on Instagram and stuff, but, yeah. uh, I, uh, but yeah, so Instagram would be the best. And then, uh, yeah, uh, one more jump 
podcast with Jake and Josh Winder coming soon, coming right at you. All right. Awesome. And then for everybody listening, um, you know, at the real apex vaulting on Instagram or apex vaulting on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok. And, uh, if you have any comments or questions, just email us at apex at gmail.com. And, um, Jake, thanks for joining and hey, thank you know, you. thanks for everybody for listening.